Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation. Be patient in your tribulation. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Tribulation, Do Not Throw Away Your Confidence, was posted on August 6th. Why should we not throw away our confidence? Why does it have great reward? In this life also, we are to die a conqueror rather than be taken prisoner. Prisoner? How can we be taken prisoner if we fight a spiritual battle? The answer to that question is a fight we are ill-prepared to fight. So, why is it so important to die a conqueror rather than be taken prisoner? In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34, we noted three comments separated by commas. We noted all three, but the second one read, You accepted the confiscation of your belongings with joy. Comma. Could we do that today? How could a modern person of today's world simply accept the confiscation of all their possessions with joy? In another point, just what is this confidence we are not to throw away? It is defined by John S. C. Abbott and Jacob Abbott Illustrated New Testament, 1878, as our firm. Find out more. Listen to our previous episode titled, Tribulation. Do not throw away your confidence. This week, our study is titled, Tribulation. Be patient in your tribulation. That is easier said than done. Tribulations can cause distress, mental distress, and or emotional distress depending on the issue causing a tribulation, the severity and length of the tribulation or tribulations being suffered. In all that, we are encouraged to be patient in such times of suffering. With that in mind, I will read the short context our study verse is in for full clarity. Let love be without dissimulation, abhorring that which is evil, causing you to come unto that which is good, loving one another with brotherly love, with honor preferring one another, not slothful in earnest care, but fervent in the Spirit serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, constant in prayer, sharing for the needs of the saints, and given to hospitality. From Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13, in the English Jubilee 2000 Bible. 
This is the short context our study is in. Verse 12 is our study verse telling us three things as follows. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulations, and be constant in prayer. Then the sentence continues to its end in verse 13, saying, Sharing for the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. This again tells us that if we can rejoice in our tribulations, if we can be patient in our tribulations, if we can be constant in prayer, then we should be able to share and care for the needs of our brothers and sisters, the saints, since the mindset we will have in all that is to be given to hospitality. With that preface, let us look deeper into Romans chapter 12, verse 12. First, we are to possess an ability to rejoice in hope, meaning that hope patient, and prayer are powerful supports under all afflictions and will render them not only tolerable, but joyous. By patience, we possess ourselves. By hope, we possess God. By prayer, we are enabled unto both. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. The Romans would have better understood this wording where today many in America assume what is meant. So, let me reiterate for clarity that hope, patience, and prayer are three pillars, powerful supports under all afflictions, otherwise noted as tribulations. Not a few, not some, but under all afflictions, under all tribulations. This is what will make our afflictions not only tolerable, but allow us to be joyous in our heart and mood. Now, here is some how-to for that. By patience, we possess ourselves. By hope, we possess God. By prayer, we are enabled unto both. Can you see how all three of these are dependent on the others? You simply cannot just do the one or two that pleases you to do. This interdependability that commands all three means that a person cannot truthfully operate in any less than all three. Truthful operation is the primary object of us all. A more focused meaning for this hope we are to have is this, rejoicing in hope of the glory of God than the hope of which nothing can make a believer more cheerful in this world. The saint's joy is therefore called the, quote, rejoicing of the hope, end quote. This is placed between serving the Lord and being patient in tribulation, for nothing tends more to animate the people of God to a cheerful serving of Him 
or to make them more patient under afflictions than a hope of being forever with the Lord. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. Notice the last portion of that commentary passage. For nothing tends more to animate the people of God to a cheerful serving of Him or to make them more patient under afflictions than a hope of being forever with the Lord. Notice, our hope is of being with the Lord, which, as of right now, obviously, we are not. This present-day earth is obviously not heaven. God is not anywhere we can see Him physically as we will in heaven. So, in a day when we will be eternally in heaven, able to see God as we see each other in this world, is this the means that our present hope should strengthen us in times of distress? Remember what we read. Hope, patience, and prayer are powerful supports under all afflictions. Therefore, we can easily conclude that hope is one of three elements that animates the people of God to a cheerful serving of Him. Do you cheerfully serve God despite your life circumstances? Despite the negative circumstances caused by family, neighbors, co-workers, and or the people around you? Those people you come in contact with by situation and do not know at all. Let's dig deeper. Rejoicing in hope, that is, in the hope of eternal life and glory which the gospel produces. From Barnes New Testament Notes. Remember that, by hope, we possess God. Further, rejoicing in hope of that glory of God that to each faithful follower of Christ shall shortly be revealed. From Adam Clark's Commentary and Critical Notes on the Bible. He reckons up different virtues together with their effects, that is, hope, patience in tribulation, evenness of mind, continuance in prayer, liberality towards the saints, hospitality, moderation of mind even in helping our enemies, feeling the same as others in their adversity as well as their prosperity, modesty, endeavoring to maintain honest argument as much as we are able with all men, which cannot be extinguished by any man injuring us. From Geneva Bible Translation Notes Rejoicing in hope of the glory of God, then the hope of which nothing can make a believer more cheerful in this world. The saint's joy is therefore called the, quote, rejoicing of the hope, end quote. 
This is placed between serving the Lord and being patient in tribulation, for nothing tends more to animate the people of God to a cheerful serving of Him or to make them more patient under afflictions than a hope of being forever with the Lord. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible Can you see how important our hope in God is? It helps create a much-needed foundation for us to build our life in Christ on. It also is part of the firm foundation for our joy. How many brothers and sisters in Christ do you know who appear joyless? If we are joyless in any degree, whether mild, full-blown, or anything in between, we need to find out why that is. We then need to work on being better at finding our joy so it can be said of us that we have a rejoicing of the hope. Note further that Geneva Bible Translation Notes told us, Hope, patient in tribulation, evenness of mind, continuance in prayer, liberality towards the saints, hospitality, moderation of mind, even in helping our enemies, feeling the same as others in their adversity as well as their prosperity, modesty, endeavoring to maintain honest agreement as much as we are able with all men, all women, which cannot be extinguished by any man or woman injuring us. No man, no woman cannot extinguish our hope. Even if they mentally, emotionally, or physically injure us, or in any mix of the three, injure us. Yet, we digress emotionally, at the very least, and that joy, the rejoicing of the hope, quote-unquote, is lost in our thoughts and emotions that bubble up like water bubbling in boiling water. Our thoughts and emotions together can act like a tempest inside us further diminishing any hope at all. This is where our hope, our rejoicing of the hope, has to surface and not be extinguished since no man injuring us can take away our hope. Remember, by hope we possess God. Now, let us examine more fully patience in tribulation. For this is something else we need as well. William Burke had previously told us, by patience we possess ourselves. At this point, we should have an understanding how we possess God through hope. We possess ourselves by patience in tribulations. While you may not want to hear it, we possess ourselves by dealing well with tribulations in our life. 
let us see how we can have, to any degree, patience or more patience in our tribulations. Patience and tribulation, if affliction, patiently enduring all that may be appointed, Christians may be enabled to do this by the sustaining influence of their hope of future glory, of being admitted to that world where there shall be no more death and where all tears shall be wiped away from their eyes. From Barnes' New Testament Notes This comment from Barnes' New Testament Notes should show how these elements are woven together so they depend on each other. We cannot mix and match them to our personal satisfaction or self-serving means of proof to others that is laden with fallacy. It shows to others well, but bears little in result for us. Yet one can deceptively believe that much is positively being accomplished by such failed means. Further notice how Barnes opened that passage. Patience in tribulation, in affliction, patiently enduring all that may be appointed. We need to remember that like Job, our tribulations or afflictions are allowed by God himself, which is his design for making us into what we should be. Just because tribulation is a negative impact on our person and in our lives does not mean we are bad, as many American believers believe. They believe that tribulation is God's punishment on us for not measuring up in some way or in some other means. Parental punishment is also a negative thing. We do not like being punished by our parents. Yet, in love, they do it so that we stand a chance of being good people when we are grown and on our own. So it is with God. His allowance of tribulation in our lives is what is shaping us into the people He created us to be, both here and in heaven. So, being patient in tribulation is a learning experience of great value to us, and God allows it in our lives to that end. Note further. Patience in tribulation. While the saints are in this world, they must expect tribulation. Their way to heaven lies through it, and it becomes them to be patient under it, not murmuring against God on the one hand, nor reviling of men on the other. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. Note these three things John Gill wrote. 1. While the saints are in this world, they must expect tribulation. 2. Their way to heaven lies through it. 3. It becomes them to be patient under it.
Notice comment number one. While we are in this world, we must expect tribulation. That means, sadly for some, there is no escaping tribulations in this life here on earth, even in our modern days. Comment number two tells us our way to heaven lies through tribulations, further promising that in this life we will have tribulations. Do you remember that scripture passage? These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. From John chapter 16, verse 33, in the English Jubilee 2000 Bible. Notice there is no time frame on when tribulation may end and no further tribulations for people on earth will occur. Jesus is speaking here, and he said clearly and flatly, in the world, you, meaning all of us, shall have tribulation. Lastly, it becomes us to be patient under tribulation. When a man is thought of as handsome or a woman thought pretty, you are in Old English and other languages of old becoming. One can therefore conclude that a person is more becoming who is patient in tribulation. Would you receive help from someone who appears angry and upset with something and who thusly sounds a bit unwilling to help despite their offer? Unless you are in dire straits, I think the answer to that question is no. This can be avoided if we can find our hope and joy even in times of tribulation. That is what makes us more becoming. Note this passage. In the world you shall have tribulation. This is certain from this declaration of Christ, who is the omniscient God, and truth itself, from the instance and example of Christ, who was all his life a man of sorrows, from the conformity of the members of the head, from the divine appointment that has so determined it, from the natural enmity of the world to the saints, from the experience of the people of God in all ages, from the usefulness of tribulation to try the graces and bring about the temporal, spiritual, and eternal good of believers, and though they have tribulation in the world, yet not by way of punishment for sin but as fatherly corrections and chastisings for their good, that they may not be condemned with the world, and it is only in this present world they have it. As soon as they have done with the world, they will have done with tribulation. 
from the new John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. As much as one could hope that tribulation was a thing of the past days, it is very much a thing of today for God's children. The truth is there is no end date except what is stated by John Gill. It is only in this present world they have it. As soon as they are done with the world, they will be done with tribulation. That means either when we die or when we are taken to heaven. Either way, that is the end of our dealing with tribulation. Unfortunately, for all of us, no sooner. This is why tribulation is a modern-day issue as well. Note of Prayer Continuing instant in prayer. Prayer is needful at all times, but especially in a time of tribulation and distress, whether inward or outward. This should be made without ceasing. Saints should watch unto it with all perseverance. Men should pray always and not faint. Never give out and over or be distressed. This advice is rightly given and placed here to teach us that we are to go to the throne of grace continually for fresh supplies of grace and strength to enable us to exercise the grace and perform the duties exhorted to both in preceding and following verses. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. This comment, regardless of where you find it, has been interpreted as someone being in prayer even in moments of inconvenience, such as can be found when in a workplace. Many times, in modern life, trying to pray in the modern workplace can be challenging and even impossible. This means we need to be keen in our understanding of when we can and cannot pray in a workplace environment. While depending on traffic, one can pray on their way to or from work. In the home, again, requirements may not lend well to praying in any given moment. Yet, we can make the time to pray if we really want to pray. We can also see that issues put a crimp in how often the men of our Bibles prayed. Notice how often a Christian should pray. The scriptures do not inform us. Of David, we are told that he prayed seven times a day. Psalms chapter 119, verse 164. Of Daniel, that he was accustomed to pray three times a day. Daniel, chapter 6, verse 10. Of our Savior, we have repeated instances of his praying mentioned, and the same of the apostles. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. So, it can be assumed at the very least 
that one should pray as often as time and situation allow without excuse to pray at all. After all, Barnes tells us there is no set number of times per day we should pray. At least once per day is better than not at all. Notice Romans chapter 8, verse 18. It reads, For I consider that our present sufferings cannot even become heirs to the glory that will be revealed to us. Next week, we continue our summer series. Our episode is titled, Tribulation. When trouble or persecution comes, immediately they fall away. Are we that quick to fall away when troubles and persecutions come? When trouble and persecutions come, do we immediately fall away from our course in Christ? Is there a way to persist in these troubles and persecutions so we do not immediately fall away? To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens in unchurched our bible tablet and desktop compliant website has more information links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item we are found on podcast platforms like itunes 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now, to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.